It's a great day to be Wisconsin proud. Welcome to Country Connection. I'm your host, Libby Collins. Thousands of people are assisted locally every month in training, employment, and supportive services for people with disabilities or disadvantages through Goodwill Services. Joining us today are Dan Deppis. He is the Senior Vice President of Mission Services, and also with us is Cheryl Lightholder, who's the Manager of Communications. And Dan, Cheryl, great to have both of you here. Thank you. Thank you. How long has Goodwill been around? It seems like as long as I can remember, it's, 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 it's been on my radar. Well, the Goodwill Industries movement began in 1902, actually, in Boston. This, this organization here locally began in October 1919. So next year, it will be 100 years old. And when it first came to Milwaukee, what was the primary mission of Goodwill? Well, back in 1902, when it began, it was to help immigrants, and it was primarily a retail focus. It moved here pretty much with the same mission also, where they were hiring people who needed work, and they were fixing items and reselling them, um, and it was for individuals who needed help. It grew over time, where it expanded to different populations of, of Milwaukee, and I think over time, then obviously has expanded even further. There are 162 Goodwills in North America. All of them are very singular and autonomous organizations. Our Goodwill actually is the largest one in the movement. Uh, in, in the entire United States? Correct, yes, it is. Now, when you say it's the largest, explain what that means. Well, primarily in revenue and also um, in numbers served. We, we serve more people in, in the movement than other goodwills, and as I said, in revenue as well. I think we're very um, entrepreneurial, our goodwill in particular, so we go into different types of businesses and focus on different types of services for people who have disabilities and disadvantages. I think that we have really accomplished a great deal in, the, in almost 100 years. Dan, let, let's talk about Goodwill's mission to the community. Yes, yeah, so you'll see, uh, you know, everybody knows our retail stores. Uh, many know our, our Donald Driver connection as well, but really the core to our mission, it's, it's about jobs. So the tagline, you know, we use is you donate or you shop, we train and people work. Um, as you mentioned, thousands of individuals uh, each month uh, get supported with job, job search activities and, and finding the employment. Uh, last year we um, achieved almost 10,000 individuals that found work uh, through our services. 10,000? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, and that has grown over the last, I would say the last uh, five to ten years. Uh, as Cheryl mentioned, we're a very entrepreneurial uh, organization. Uh, we added a couple services about ten years ago during the economic downturn, and that has really uh, drove, drove our, our mission uh, to increase from about 2,000 jobs back in 2008 to about 10,000 last year. And what were some of the services that you added in the last ten years? So in 2009, we added a full-service staffing agency. It's go called Goodwill Talent Bridge. And this service, um, you know, a lot of employers now are, you know, coming out of the, the downturn in the economy in the late uh, 2008, 9, and 10. Uh, they were looking maybe to not hire individuals permanently. And so this whole staffing in industry uh, that's out there helps businesses find good talent each and every day, but creates a more flexible workforce um, for the ebbs and flows of a business. So Goodwill Talent Bridge, it's key to our, our Goodwill service. Last year, they put almost 5,000 individuals into employment. And they are, are really a, a solid so solution for employers out there. 
What, what sort of imp- uh, what sort of uh, industries are involved in that, or what sort of jobs? Yeah, the types of jobs it really spans. Um, we kind of have two different areas that we focus on. Um, I would say it's professional, so clerical. We work a lot with hospitals in terms of uh, patient access, uh, clinical and non-clinical roles. We work uh, pretty heavy in the educational areas. We have some strong employer partners as well there. And then we also work on um, more of a manufacturing, production, distribution, uh, even food service as well. We're talking with Dan Deppis. He's the Senior Vice President of Mission Services at Goodwill. Also with us is Cheryl Lightholder, who is the Manager of Communications. Uh, You mentioned some of these social enterprises that you're involved in and some of the things that have been added, like Goodwill, Talent Bridge. What are some of the others? Well, Goodwill has been providing laundry and linen services for companies and organizations since the mid-70s. Naval Station Great Lakes, which is the Navy's only boot camp, um, is one of our partners from the beginning. And they remain so today, um, as well as many other services that we provide to the Navy. Annually, Goodwill processes nearly 15 million pounds of laundry a year. And when you say process, give us an mm -hmm. idea of what it is that you do. It's primarily the dirty laundry comes in, we clean it, we iron it, and it goes out the other side and goes back to the hospitals. Uh, We just this last year uh, received a contract with the hospitality industry. So uh, the Naval Station Great Lakes, again, we have that operation, VA hospitals, freighters. Uh, Children's Hospital, all of the, all of those facilities are ones which we provide laundry and linen services and for. And so how many people are employed then for, th- for this service alone? There must be hundreds right well, there. Well, I think it's about 100 or so. Yeah, 130, 150. Yeah. So and, and the nice, oh, I was going to say the nice thing about the, uh, the workforce, it's a very diverse population that, mm-hmm. that's in our, our linen services, so individuals with disabilities and also with uh, other barriers to employment. Uh, so it's real-world jobs, and uh, they have a nice career path uh, within that operation. So in addition to the laundry and linen services, what are some of the other programs? Um, a couple other things. We started just in the last year, you know, again, entrepreneurial. Uh, we, had, we saw in our retail stores we would have a lot of donation of computer equipment. So think of c- keyboards, monitors, maybe even PCs that are sitting in your basement that are 10 years old. Uh, what we decided to do is actually create a new business called Goodwill eCycle, uh, last year, and what this provided was about 40 new jobs, um, and this is down in Greendale. And so these computers that were coming into our retail stores, we now have individuals tearing those computers down to their components. So there's there's copper and gold and, and plastics and other things. And what we're doing is we uh, break those down into components, and then we sell them to downstream distributors. The other area of that business um, that's really part and parcel to our, um, really the growth of that business, is we work with businesses so um, even here, your organization and, and Goodwill, you know, we replace our laptops, let's say, every three to five years or our fax machines or, or printers, copiers. We can take those uh, from a business securely. We can make sure the data is uh, very secure, and we can refurbish those laptops, and we put them back online to sell. So this creates jobs. It creates training opportunities and creates some, some growth in our business. We're here with Dan Deppis and also Cheryl Lightholder from Goodwill. And uh, if you're just tuning in and you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to kticountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this and past country connection interviews. Uh, You know, I mentioned training, employment, and supportive services. Who's eligible 
for the services that you provide? Yeah, very good question. With the services, we talked about Goodwill Talent Bridge earlier. We also have a concept called Goodwill Workforce Connection Centers. They're in the four quadrants of Milwaukee County. These are free and open to anybody seeking employment. This could be somebody maybe without a high school diploma, uh, maybe somebody that's um, maybe looking for additional wages or, or job. Uh, maybe it's somebody that's been displaced recently. Even those um, you know that have college or advanced education as well. Um, anybody can walk in at any time, and we simply meet them where they're at. We help them tune their resume, and then most importantly, we help them get connected uh, to the services that they need. And that's what they're looking for as a job. Uh, we've actually it's uh, interesting in the success stories we have uh, within these workforce connection centers. We've actually helped a rocket scientist, a pastor, and all walks in between uh, find employment. And how how intense are those are those employment searches? When, as you said, you've got a very diverse group of people that you help out. Um, how far do you go for them? Yeah, for the workforce connection centers in Talent Bridge, we put it a lot on the individual to be motivated to kind of do the right thing, and and we're there really to to connect them with the right job opportunity at the right time. Um, so it's very much on their shoulders, but our our Talent Bridge reps and our our workforce connection center specialists they they are there to support. Um, as needed. Uh, but it's really on the individual. We do have some other training programs where we have more case management, um, maybe more intense uh, training, and there's a little bit more el- eligibility criteria there uh, needed. But um, really, anybody that's looking for work can can reach out to Goodwill. Dan, can you tell us what Project Search is? Yeah, so Project Search, um, m- let me back up, you know, core to our mission, individuals with disabilities or disadvantages seeking employment. And as we've talked about, uh, trying to be very entrepreneurial and, and listening to, to the community needs. Project Search is a national model. It started out of a hospital in Cincinnati about 25 years ago. And this, this model is very innovative. It's a, uh, a business-led uh, model. And what it does is supports young adults, 18 to 21-year-old, coming out of high school and helping them transition from the school world to the work world. And essentially, if, if somebody with a disability is coming out of high school, Project Search allows for about a nine-month uh, internship program fully imber- immersed in a, um, a different business. There's about 500 sites across the United States with Project Search. About three years ago, Goodwill uh, in Southeast Wisconsin began partnering with Milwaukee County Zoo and several other uh, key partners. And so for three years, we've had a Milwaukee County Zoo site. And each year, we have about 12 young adults as interns, and they have a variety of, of rotations through this. Uh, just last year, we also added Milwaukee County Airport. So if anybody's out there at the zoo or the airport, uh, you can kind of look for our interns uh, working in a variety of roles. And I would say this project search model, it's its transformative. Um, I, I have the benefit of going out there maybe in October, November, as their school season is starting. And then I get to see them in April and May. And to see the transfer, transformation in these young adults of, of how they're finding confidence in themselves, um, really exploring a, a bunch of different roles, and ultimately being successful. Success for them means finding a job uh, after they graduate in June. I also want to just mention the families and the guardians that, of these young individuals. They often talk about how it's transformed not only uh, the individual at the work site, but on the home, home site as well. Uh, people finding you know, their own apartments and, and really driving toward independence out in the community. Uh, now, obviously, we know Milwaukee has challenges. How is Goodwill working with other community partners to help? Yeah, we have a, a guiding principle that's called power of the whole, and we, we tune that internally. Uh, the more we can leverage our resources to help uh, drive our mission, but we also turn that externally. What we have uh, really landed on over the last five or ten years is working within uh, community partners as well. We want to stay in our lane of workforce development and jobs, 
A couple examples. So Goodwill Talent Bridge, we had a, uh, um, they were helping Freighter Hospital uh, through a number of different recruiting strategies there. And Talent Bridge also works closely with Milwaukee Public Schools in terms of uh, finding, finding good talent for them. And Freighter came to Talent Bridge and says, hey, we're looking, we're expanding our hospital. We need some individuals to help transport patients. So through the connections, Talent Bridge was able to uh, work with MPS and actually found about eight students that were interested in a healthcare career. And we plugged them in uh, with Freightert, and these individuals for about nine months were working at Freightert, starting early morning, I think it was 5 a.m., and these uh, MPS students uh, were able to get paid on a job to learn the healthcare career, and Freightert, through this, um, you know, got their, their needs met, but also did a wonderful job of helping coach these individuals on really what it means to be a patient advocate. Our Workforce Connection Centers, we are also working with uh, organizations, community partners like Sojourner Family Peace Center and the Guest House, which are doing tremendous services for those in need in the city. We have plugged in our Workforce Connection Center services directly to help those clients that are, are trying to find hope through work. And those are examples as well that we can really connect our employer communities with uh, those individuals that are, are being serviced at Sojourner Family Peace Center or the Guest House. And of course, if you'd like information about Goodwill and some of their services sent directly to your phone, text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. Now, Cheryl, many of us know about Goodwill's retail stores and donation centers. How important are they to the mission? Oh, gosh, they're critical to the mission. We have 67 store-owned donation centers uh, currently the sale of items in those stores, they support Goodwill's mission of, as you had said earlier, providing training and employment and supportive services for people who have disabilities or disadvantages. Um, and coming soon in June, I believe it is, we're going to be having a new retail concept down in the Racine market, at least for now. Um, we're going to be opening an, opening an outlet store. And the majority of the items that are going to be sold in this outlet store is going to be sold by the pound. There are going to be hard lines, furniture, books, albums, you know, and so on that are going to be uh, sold at a much reduced cost. But these items are ones which haven't sold in our stores. And so we're trying to find another avenue for them, for another mar a market for people to come and buy by the pound. Um, it's another way also for Goodwill to reduce our footprint, you know, in landfill. Last year alone, we kept over 81 million pounds of items out of landfill. So that's a real important part of, of our mission as well. So Goodwill, again, is very entrepreneurial in, in its approach to business. And I think that obviously having this retail, uh, this new retail outlet is going to be pretty, pretty popular. Are there any particular items that you wish people would donate more that you could really use? I think, you know, basically, Textiles is like our number one donation. That is really something that we get a lot of. I think sporting items, sport sport items, things of that nature, really good kind of furniture. We do ask that you give to us what you would give to a friend. Um, but, you know, we can take almost any type of item and find a resource or, or a place for it to go. And I think that's an important piece of the pie for everyone here in southeastern Wisconsin is that they want to make sure what they're donating is going to be used properly. So I think anything you donate, obviously books. I'm a huge book of feel, so I, I love books. So, And I was going to mention just in the last uh, six to 12 months, too, we added an e-commerce part of our retail business. Um, so, you know, books and jewelry. We used to set, uh, sell jewelry maybe in, in jars within the stores. 
and now we're actually uh, selling that online. And the we have a gemologist on staff and individuals that are actually mm-hmm. uh, looking at what the value of these things are. And it's it's amazing to see uh, some of the types of items that come through. Um, and we're soon to launch a uh, some Legos as well as kind of the next set of um, kind of higher value type stuff that, that we get into our stores. What's M- the Musical w- instruments as well is something that we're going to be doing. But those items will still be in our stores. This is just, you know, another concept for Mm -hmm. us to really get the most bang for what is donated so that it can again go back to the mission and how easy is it for listeners to donate to goodwill oh gosh (laughs) just find one of our store and donation centers and you know we are open one hour before the store opens so we open at eight o'clock in the donation center and it goes right up until like nine o'clock when we close so we have really expanded and kept those hours so that people have a very safe place for them to donate their items. They're not going to be outside in the rain or the elements or anything like that. We will take care of their donation. And are you looking for volunteers? Well, I think we always do have volunteer opportunities available at Goodwill. It uh, kind of depends on the season and the time of year on what we're doing. So it's always best just to call and talk to our volunteer department. Well, let's tell everybody again how they can reach out, how they can find out more about volunteer opportunities, where the donation centers are, if they're looking for some of those uh, goods, where they can go to the retail stores, and also how they can find out more about the services that are provided to the community. I recommend that people go to the the website. If they go to uh, goodwillsew.com, Um, You can find out all the information that you need about Goodwill itself, as well as information about volunteering or other activities that we're doing. And then um, also AmazingGoodwill.com is our retail uh, website. I recommend going to that. You can find all the locations. You can see the contests that we're running. It's a a very vibrant uh, website. And we're going to have links at kticountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for Connections, and share this interview with family and friends. And once again, we want to thank Cheryl Lightholder, Manager of Communications for Goodwill, as well as Dan Deppis, who is the Senior Vice President of Mission Services. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Libby. Thank you. Doing good in the community doesn't just affect people. Elmbrook Humane Society began caring for animals in 1964 using an old garage for an animal shelter. The facilities have changed, but the mission hasn't. Providing shelter for homeless animals, promoting the human-animal bond, and preventing animal cruelty and neglect. Joining us today to talk about some upcoming events at Elmbrook Humane is Heather Gerke. She is the executive director and... You know, taking care of those homeless pets, it is really expensive, and you've got some great events coming up this summer to help pay for some of those costs. Yes, we do, and it seems like more and more animals are coming to us with medical needs each year. Um, I've been with them for five years, and our budget, we grow our budget every year, but we also have been exceeding that budget every year. So yes, the events that are coming up will absolutely help us with that. And we really do need the community support in making those events successful. Well, we've got one about a week from now, and it is Spa Day. Now, this yeah. is this is for people like me, right? 
you with pets. Oh, it's not a lady spa day. This is a this is a spa day for animals for dogs. Yes, oh, tell us about it. So Petlicious uh, Bakery and Pet Spa they hold this fundraiser for us every single year. They they're they're closed. Their spa is closed on Sundays. They open it up from eleven a.m. to three p.m. We come in with a army of volunteers and some of their staff volunteer as well. And you can come in and get your dog uh, bathed and towel dried off. And the cost for that then gets donated back to our organization in full. Um, there's no percentage that they keep. Uh, every dog wash, the, again, the, the funds come right back to Elmbrook. You get your dog clean and it goes right back to charity. So you are doing a double function that day. And do you have to sign up in advance? I do not believe so. I, I, I'm sorry I don't know that, but I do not believe so. You just come on in. Um, again, hours are 11 to 3. And where is Petlicious? It is on Silver Nail Road in Pewaukee. Um, they also have a wonderful pet store right next door stocked with great food and a bakery too. So I know we personally take our dogs there uh, and we get them groomed and then we walk right next door and get them some cookies for being such great dogs. Can so you get their people. nails trimmed while you're there too? Yes, yes. And by any chance, will you have any pets for adoption there that day? Great question. Yes, we typically have a dog or two that is up for adoption that is at the event all day. We just have to make sure that we, it's hard to predict what dogs will have in our care at that time. So we want to make sure that they're dogs that would be comfortable um, and enjoy being there. Heather, when you do events like that, do you sometimes have on-the-spot adoptions? We don't have on-the-spot adoptions only because um, we have to run everything through our software um, back at Elmbrook. But we do do same-day adoptions. So say you see a dog at this event or any of our events that we have that you are interested in adopting, that dog will make its way back to the Humane Society. So you can just stop in, um, fill out an application, and then wait just maybe a little bit till the dog gets back and meet with the dog. I'm wondering, because a lot of people, they take time before they adopt. They're thinking about it for a while, and maybe if they've lost a pet, mm -hmm. it takes a little time for that transition. Is it a good idea to come into Elmbrook, even if you're not going to adopt that day, but maybe get the paperwork done so when you're ready to adopt, you could do something right away? Yeah, absolutely. So you can fill out an application ahead of time. Um, we have a lot of people that do that where they stopped in, um, and they're either a looking for looking to meet a specific animal or animals that day, or they stopped in and want to just get the process going. So we will absolutely, we don't have a whole lot of checks to do. We really only check to make sure that you own your own home or if you're renting your landlord is okay with it. That's, that's it. That's really all we check. So we can do that work ahead of time and then we keep your application on file. Uh, and if, if you want to just take your time and then all of a sudden you see an animal that you really think is going to be a good match, you would just stop in, let us know you have an application on file, and then we would do a counseling session with you. We're here with Heather Gerke. She is the executive director of Elmbrook Humane Society. And if you're just tuning in and you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to kticountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this in Past Country Connection interviews. And we're talking about some of the upcoming events to raise funds, uh, particularly for the medical care for the, the animals waiting for adoption at Elmbrook. Thank Dog It's Friday. What a great name. Mm -hmm. And a great event. Um, it's a it's another one of our events that is an outdoor event that is um, focused all around the love of dogs in your life. So we hold this every summer. 
And we try to get it going before all of the great festivals in our area uh, kick off. So this year's date is Friday, June 22nd. It starts at 5.30, ends at 8. And again, if if you will, for those that can compare WAGFest, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, it's a mini WAGFest. WAGFest is huge. Thank Dog It's Friday is held at our facility. We offer a merchandise raffle, a 50-50 raffle, uh, pools for the dogs, no, wait, wait, Did you just say pools? What do you mean pools for the dogs? Kitty pools. We set them up and the dogs love to blame them. Wait a minute, Heather. If there are swimming pools, should we bring a towel for our dog then? Up to you. If you think that your dog needs a towel, perfectly fine. But keep in mind, they're kitty pools, so they usually only get their legs wet and shake off. And then by the time you get them in your car, you should be good. But if you want to, absolutely. Now, what about, I, I, I guess you've got a lure course out there, too. Yes, and lure course is something that um, a lot of people love uh, having their dog do. So if you will, think of it as... Um, Sort of like a racetrack setup, uh, and we put a either a stuffed animal at the on the end of it or a bag, something as simple as a white bag, um, and then we have a machine that runs it around a track, and the dogs will chase it, and they love it. Do you have multiple dogs out there at once? It not typically, but if we do have um, somebody who brings a pair of dogs and mm-hmm. they do do well together, we have no problem doing it. But typically, it's one at a time. And how long do they get to? chase whatever it is around the course yeah it's not necessarily about how long it's how many laps so it depends on the event but whenever you come to our events and we do lure it's either two laps or three laps and then for for a fee the fee comes back to elmbrook um and again we always say to people please don't use this as a training moment for your dogs because the dogs get so excited about this how do you get them to stop I mean, oh, I'm sorry you had your two laps. They're just going to want to play. You just stop the lure. So, like, you just stop the stuffy or the bag from Uh going, and then they they typically stop. We sometimes have to go out in the field and kind of get them back in, but but typically they stop. And again, when is Thank thank Dog It's Friday? Yeah, it's Friday, June 22nd, and that, that particular event is held right at our organization. And do we need to sign up in advance for that one? You do not need to sign up in advance. It, tell um, us exactly where you're located. Yeah, we're at 20950 Enterprise Avenue in Brookfield. And that event, please come with with hungry bellies because we do serve burgers and brats and beverages. So you can get off of work on Friday and make it a really easy Friday night by grabbing dinner for yourself and having a great time with your dog. And if you want information about Thank Dog It's Friday or Spa Day, send directly to your phone. Text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. Let's talk about some of the other ways listeners can help Elmbrook Humane Society. So lots of different ways, and that's the great part. You, there really should be something for anybody to get involved with or, or take on to help us with. So certainly volunteering your time. Um, the donation of your time to me is priceless because you're taking time out of your personal life and lives are busy. We understand that. To literally help animals at our shelter or represent us out in the community, which both are so incredibly important. Um, you can donate something from our wish list. We have so many items on our wish list. And if you're looking for what's most in need at a certain time, because that changes, you can call us. But right now I can tell you we are in desperate need of cheese and hot dogs. And you might wonder why we use that to give medicine to the dogs and cheese can even be used for the cats. 
um, to try to hide that. They get really smart uh, with what we're doing usually. So hot dogs and cheese are great. And they're also very, very good for training. Um, we also are in need of bleach and laundry detergent and then kitten food, which is the dry and the wet. It's kitten season, so we could use that. I know you said that Thank Dog It's Friday is sort of a mini Wagfest. Let's remind everybody, Wagfest isn't that far off. It is not that far off, and planning is underway. Uh, it's Saturday, September 8th. It's held in Mitchell Park in Brookfield once again, 11th year. So each year um, we try to bring some new things to the table, uh, keep com- keep bringing back what people enjoy. Um, I, I, can't, I can't really share all the details because, again, we're planning, but you can guarantee to see lure courses there. Um, last year we had nine, over 90 vendors at the, at the event, um, agility course. We do something called zoomy zone where you can clock how fast your dog is running. And then there's a prize for the fastest dog at the end, food vendors, ice cream for the dogs. It's, it's just amazing how big this event is. And what's so cool to see by the committee planning this is how many people come out and enjoy the day with their dogs. Or if they don't have a dog, just enjoy the day taking everything in and the dollars that they spend, again, help support our organization. And again, it's so important to support Elmbrook Humane Society. You do wonderful work. Let's remind everyone how they can reach you. You can call us at 262-782-9261. You can visit our website at ebhs.org. Or visit our facility at 20950 Enterprise Avenue in Brookfield. And that's to find out more about Thank Dog It's Friday, the spa day that's coming up this week. And also if you want to learn more about WAGFest and other volunteer opportunities through the Elmbrook Humane Society. Heather Gerke, always great to have you here. Thank you. And we're going to have links at kticountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for Connections, and share this interview with family and friends. And for Country Connection, I'm Libby Collins.